Brought to you by CareFeed, Senior Community's central place for seamless communication and engagement with their residents, families, and staff. CareFeed's HIPAA Secure Communication Platform digitizes and automates antiquated processes like paper admission agreements, satisfaction surveys, and care notifications, and seamlessly distributes them via text, email, or voicemail. Learn more at carefeed.com. Hello and welcome to the Glowing Older Podcast, where we interview experts on innovation in senior living and the business of aging well. I'm your host, Nancy Griffin, and I'm so pleased to be here today with Wendy Bosilovich, President and Chief Revenue Officer of Live Unlimited. Welcome to the program, Wendy. Hi, Nancy. Thank you. Well, it's great to have you back. You were on our very first season. So um, tell us about your background for those who haven't listened to that one. Um, I think I just mentioned to you that I just re-listened to what I said to make sure I say the same things again. And I'm consistent. But um, I entered into the wellness world in the 1980s in in the corporate fitness um, arena and um, with American Leisure. American Leisure was one of the first and only companies that recognized that real estate developers needed points of differentiation when selling their real estate and that they could get something called lift, you know, this extra percentages if they were offering residents something new and different. And by that, I mean amenity spaces and not just a small room with a fitness center, but really something that incorporates what we now call lifestyle centers. So I got involved in the industry through that channel. And then we really expanded into commercial club management and development. And we became the preeminent leader in residential lifestyle facilities management and activation. Yeah. And a few senior living too projects that you've done over the years. Yeah, well, not in 1980. I didn't do that, but um, (laughs) (laughs) I was too young and ageist at the time. But uh, Um, yes, so we have morphed into the senior living uh, space. Part of it is because I am a glowing older, older adult. And, um, (laughs) and, um, you know, it just, I, I, I mentioned on the last podcast that it was just very fortuitous because, um, Eight years ago, my partner and I sold the company to a pretty large public company out of Canada called First Service, and we were getting write-ups in the paper. We rebranded to Live Unlimited because American Leisure merged with a concierge company. We rebranded to Live Unlimited, and there was an article written in the New York Times about our events, and this senior living facility was opening up the first life plan community in New York City. And they were interested in hearing what we can provide for them by keeping the depositors interested. And how do you keep people interested? By creating community, by having events, and by people having fun together. So that was my entree into the senior living world. Yeah. And, you know, uh, part of your bio uh, is that you believe in the direct correlation between maintaining the value of a property and offering facilities and services that provide Resonance with the opportunity for a healthy, balanced lifestyle. So, can you elaborate on this? I certainly can. Right now, people, you know, we hear the phrase, um, they're time starved, and time is our biggest um, valuable thing that we have. People want to live in a place where they can 
enjoy a healthy lifestyle, that they don't have to go someplace else. We are finding that developers that really make a commitment to having um, facilities that aren't just like, you know, a small room, like, you know, put somewhere. They, it can't be something like to just check off the box. They're finding that the more and more they're committing to amenity spaces, and you have to remember, every space that's taken away from either selling an apartment or renting an apartment is very valuable. But they recognize how important it is to have the amenities, and it increases the value of what they can get per square foot in either a rental or in a uh, condominium environment. So the direct correlation is in maintaining the property. So after the developer sells out the um, project, the homeowners then understand the value of their property and that the value not just maintains the value, but it really increases in value. Because today, there's very few people who want to live in a building that doesn't have a very formidable offering of lifestyle. I think that, that, you know, I think to have a building where, for example, we have one building that has a hundred thousand square feet of amenity space and the buildings are rental and condo. And people said, Oh, they'll never sell. They're all the way on the West side. It's very expensive. They have sold out and it is a membership base. And it's, um, I think we just topped out at 1,500 members at $200 a month. That is amazing. And, you know, the, uh, the value in those type of amenities has been proven in big cities like Miami, uh, Miami, New York City, Chicago. Uh, but in senior living, uh, it really is not the same. Um, these urban environments could possibly have uh, the the senior living, the younger senior living resident that the communities wish they had. <laughs> what what do you think about this? You coined the term seniors for with seniority for this uh, resident that is well traveled and has high expectations. So, what are your thoughts on that? Well, look at who the senior is today. What what defines a senior? An older adult. Generally, they say someone over fifty five years old. So I'm going to personalize this because I'm 66 years old. So I know that when I, first of all, I am well-traveled. And when I go, you know, to look at a place for 55 and over, my expectation is that they will have facilities that aren't like a second thought, like an afterthought. I'm, and friends of mine, we talk about this all the time and I've held, um, focus groups with some of my senior living clients, they are demanding services and and the physical space also to be such that you would find in any high-end luxury building. They want to have, you know, aquatics and hydrothermal, um, you know, uh, amenities. They want to have classrooms where they can ho- have all kinds of classes, you know, where it's outfitted in a very deliberate way. It's not just a multi-purpose room where they're playing bingo in there one day, or they might be doing some other events. So they want to mimic, I would say, luxury high-rise buildings um, in senior living right now. That is what the clientele is demanding. That's, that is for sure. As I've been working on a couple of consulting projects, I mean, this is definitely the talk track. Exactly. And you've always said, uh, that you believe this is happening. Some of the people 
on the inside of senior living have disagreed with that. Uh, but I think things tend to happen in the bigger cities, especially New York City tends to lead. And uh, of course, uh, River's Edge, the, the project that you're working on is one of the, well, it, it's of course the first luxury life plan community in Manhattan, but uh, the they've always been on the leading edge. Tell us a little bit about what you plan there. So River Edge, you know, I smile, I'm smiling, you don't see me, but because um, I think it's such an, it's been such an exciting project to work on. So we just, I, they hired a firm called Rote. Rote is really known for luxury residential outside of the senior market. So today I went through a presentation with them. So we're planning on having amenity spaces again, that you would find in any building. We we're having a saltwater, a beautiful saltwater pool. We're going to have an infrared sauna. We will have a salt capsule. We will have a designated um, room for cl- all different kinds of wellness and fitness classes. Um, we will have a meditation space. I'm trying to think of. And there, there's so many different touch points. We probably, I know this sounds so crazy. This will sound crazy to you, but um, we will probably have an Instagram room and a podcast room. So where somebody can come down and do a podcast and have like a studio. And also, you know, um, they can also take some Instagram pictures when their grandchildren come, because that's like a very big deal now. And, you know, everyone's getting in on it. So these are the kinds of spaces that we're designing for, uh, you know, for River's Edge. Tell us a little bit about the the market study that you did. Um, it was really interesting on our last call. You're telling us some of the things uh, that people were um, interested in and also curious about. So what what happened there? So we wanted to get a pulse. You know, everything is always anecdotal, you know. I'm reading something or I said, you know what, let's go to the founders club members. These are people who have made a commitment. They're moving in once the building is built and let's hear from them what exactly they're looking for. And they are looking, first of all, they are all lifelong learners. It's amazing. First of all, the different careers these people have had and they want to share with everybody. So they want an environment that will foster lifelong learning. Nature is very important. You know, Um, River's Edge is located on 32 acres by the Palisade Cliffs on the Hudson River. It's magnificent. And they want to be outdoors. They want to have art classes outdoors. They're very cerebral. They, you know, they keep emphasizing. They play bridge. They want to have lectures. We're launching a, a speaker series in January. We have some great speakers. So, no, we really heard from them what they're looking for and they want wellness. And what is that? What does wellness mean? Well, we, we just launched a program called flow, which is all about the elements of wellness, you know, from emotional and physical and spiritual, and they want a well-rounded program with credible speakers and, you know, a very formidable program. And they want to learn They, you know, we talked about the salt capsule, for example, many people did not understand that it's all about respiratory health. And as soon as they heard that their hands shot up, they wanted to know more about that. So they're interested in maintaining their health. They want to live longer, but they want to live better. They don't, you know, they're not interested in just living 
just to, you know, say, oh, I reached an age of 98 years old. They really want to live a vibrant life and they are looking for River's Edge to help them um, be on that path through the different program and, and space elements that we've designed. It sounds like the um, the wants and needs of this group really isn't that different than the wants and needs of the people that live in the residences that you serve, given that they're both um, affluent, they're both well-traveled, uh, discerning um, types of people. So are, are you seeing a, a legitimate crossover and what might be some of the things that are different? I don't see that much of a difference. I do see a lot of transferable wants uh, of the older adult. You know, it's not the 1960s and 70s and 80s anymore. And I think I know we're entering a new era of what the older adult is viewed as and what the expectation is. So a lot of it, you know, isn't that different. People want to have community I mentioned this on the last time we spoke. They want to have fun. They want to keep learning. They want to be around people that, um, you know, intergenerational is important. We we just forged a relationship where there happens to be a college next door to River's Edge. So we're developing some programs right now. And they want to feel, they want to feel um, not wanted, but they want to. Useful. Thank you. They want to be able to contribute. So we're doing a program on social impact to help like define, okay, what is it that you would like to do as a volunteer? And we can help set up the programs because sometimes like even with my mom, she wanted to volunteer and she was living in Florida and she had the time and desire. And she, it was so frustrating until she finally found a program that she was able to help children. She would read to them and help them with their homework. But it, it was like not, she had to wade through a lot of different things. So what we'll do is that we will, um, you know, amass a little uh, like directories and information so that if somebody wants, has a skill set and that they want to share that, that we will help support them through our concierge services. Yeah, and one of the things um, that we talked about recently is how important it is for um, the the wellness director or whomever it is to be curating new experiences all the time um, and bringing in therapists, even just as a starter uh, for for massage, which is one of your most basic amenities, uh, which is why. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, so, you know, we right now at Live Unlimited, data is king. So we track. I can't even tell you how many things we're tracking these days. So, you know, we do over a thousand classes a month and then our massage business has tripled in the past four months. So, and, you know, many of our buildings have older um, adults in the buildings, you know, not every building we have, you know, millennials. And um, so people are wanting, you know, the power of touch is really important, um, I, the benefits of it. And I think as long as we educate um, our you know, clientele as to what benefits are, they're, they're curious. I will say that the groups that I've been meeting with, that curiosity is like the, under, like the common denominator. Yeah, and, and you wonder whether the older school type facilities, even the ones that serve the luxury market will will get up to speed on that given the cost constraints obviously um prices have risen across the board from everything from F&B to uh, all the elements for 
um, housekeeping and all that. And then, uh, of course, adding new services and amenities, uh, being they're short staffed and short on money it is a challenge. So let's talk a minute about the uh, membership trend, which I know you're seeing in um, some of your, if not just a, a one or two of your residential communities. Um, and do you think that that could be pertinent for senior living communities? Well, it's interesting. I know in your in senior trade blog that you just wrote about that, and of course I read it. And um, I have to say that I do think that that model could work. You know, look at all the models now at all of the places like Hand and Stone, and I don't know, maybe you can mention a few of the other places. But this membership model, first of all, people make a commitment. They know that they're going to have a service every month. They know that they've paid an annual fee or they're paying monthly. And I think that, you know, because there are staffing challenges and costs like that, I think senior living communities can model up and this membership, um, you know, model. I think that it's something that if we get creative, that it can, it can work. I agree. Yeah. And, you know, Mather, obviously William Wesley Myers uh, was on the podcast recently, who's the uh, EVP of wellness or something like that. Uh, wellness director. He's the, assistant, uh, he's the assistant vice president of wellness. <laughs> okay, thank you, Andy. Thank you. Um, yeah, but you know, he he talks about that that this membership model could work, or you know, pay per service. That if there's people that want these treatments, that they're willing to pay for them. And certainly, the residences they're they're used to paying for treatments out of pocket. Uh, you know, a lot of the I think senior living has been so all inclusive that um, it just kind of trains residents not to want to go a la carte in a way. You see, no, I don't, I don't know. I think that people will go a la carte because I'll tell you why. There's a demand for wellness services, uh, you know, as you know, for like massage therapy for older adults. And I think that people will pay because they understand now the benefit. So there's a cost benefit. There's an ROI. It's not considered like years ago, it was really considered to be a luxury, like a pampering. That thought pattern has shifted. So I, again, when you know better, you do better. So when you know what the benefits are, you want to take care of yourself. I think particularly now that, you know, COVID is, I'll say on the wane a little bit, you know, it's not like it was when we spoke over a year ago. And people understand that they need to take care of themselves because they want to build their immune systems. They, they want to feel good. They don't want to have every ache and pain you know, that will prohibit them from doing the things they want to do. So, you know, even like functional exercise, we're seeing an uptick in older adults right now having private trainers because they want to pick up their grandchildren or they still want to bike or they want to play. Um, oh, my God. What's that? The new game. Oh, the pickleball that everyone's getting injured oh, doing that. Yeah. yeah. People are getting injured because you know why? Because some of them haven't like picked up a pickleball or a ball in a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> they get yeah. then they're in pickle because they, they can't like walk. But um, yeah, you know, I, because people you can't do that. It's like you know, like a weekend warrior. You have to respect your body. And how do you do that? You do that through massage or other different modalities. And I really feel that people that this um, older adult. Um, demographic is being made aware and they're getting their heads out of the sand. And I think that the um, 
you know, the administrations need to look at that. This is not, you know, these are not nursing homes anymore. These are places that people are going to. They've bought homes, they're selling them, they have the assets to be able to go into a place that costs, you know, a significant sum of money. And they want to continue their lifestyle. They they're not sitting in a room like watching television. That's that's not happening anymore. Well, I just I think it comes back to that um, the senior living communities in the United States only serve about 10% of older adults and that the average age is, I think, 82 years old, I want to say. So, of course, we're hitting the end of a generation and coming into a new generation um, where it's like my mother doesn't like to be touched. She's 80 years old and she does not like body work. She does not like to be touched. For, you know, she thinks it's frivolous, you know, even even given the facts and that her daughter has been in spa and wellness for 30 years, it doesn't matter, you know. No, it's interesting. My mom passed at 93 and she used to go for acupuncture. I was oh, like, wow. away. and her sister, my aunt also went for acupuncture and they went to the chiropractor regularly. So it's funny. My mother didn't like to go for massage, and but my aunt Rita loved to go for massage. But um, I guess it's like you know. But I think you know. Look, the fifties and sixties and seventy year olds right now, they want to get on the table, and um, and we need to make sure that we provide these services for this demographic, or else they're gonna they'll look for places that do provide it. So I'm really very excited about the opportunities that are ahead. So let's um let's get a little practical for a minute and we have say an executive director or uh, director of engagement activities programming um listening to this and they say okay well we want we want to do this we have a little space um is it possible to do internally or do you think that you need a partner at at a minimum and and sometimes even a management company to pull off these kind of deeper wellness services? Well, Nancy, you're leading me like, you know, <laughs> of course, I think they need a outside management company. Um, no, I'm, I'm joking. That's a little self <laughs> But, um, you know, I think that it's important for these institutions, I'll call them, to recognize that they really don't have the subject matter expertise in this area and that they might not need necessarily an ongoing, you know, day-to-day management company, but even fractional management for someone to come in that has the experience and say, look, let's work collaboratively and support you. So I think it's really to their benefit to recognize that there is a shift right now going on and they need to look and and I know a lot of people from our you know world, like from Kenya Mansion, all that have entered into the scene, you know, the older living, the older adult, um, at, you know, like we say, I know, I'm like I just forgot what I was going to say. Um, they 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 some of the organizations are recognizing that they need to go outside of senior living to get the expertise to yeah. bring in house. So then when they bring some people in house, look. Um, William Wesley Myers came from the hospitality world, and now he's the assistant vice president of of, uh, wellness strategies for Mather. So I think that the the people that are really forward thinking recognize that they need to bring in expertise from the outside. You know, they need new thinking. They need fresh thinking. I hope I answered your question. 
Oh yeah. I mean, it, it's true because I, I think that it, it's, it's a problem that might not be able to be solved from the same place that you're coming from. And, and really um, the silos of wellness um, in, in um, senior living have pretty much been uh, either physical therapy, you know, rehabilitation, which is temporary and, um, and driven by um, reimbursement, if you will. And then you have the salon where you go and you get your hair done regularly and you have a deep relationship with your, your fair, your um, hairstylist. And, and then maybe that salon has some wellness facilities, like a wellness suite or something. But then when it comes to actually getting people in to do even massage and, and more difficult, some of the complementary medicine things like acupuncture, chiropractic, that sort of thing, it, it just seems like an impossible task to do from the, the same mindset that, that most of these places are coming from. So I have to say, you know, um, just coincidentally, I, um, I have on my desk River Spring Living, um, their community report for 2021, and it's called Living Forward. And, you know, they say there's a revolution in living, that we all want to take charge of our future so we can be, you know, continue to be fully active and present. And that's where the future is. I'm, you know, we yeah. all de- we all deserve to have a ver- you know a vibrant lifestyle, and you know everyone we've worked for it, and we and we've planned for it. So at River's Edge, we're giving you know them the the pe- you know the older adult the opportunity to do that. So and I think it makes sense. It starts at that property because I did a podcast with the CEO Daniel Ryan Gold, and he is absolutely amazing human being. <laughs> that place uh just that the accomplishments in in literally every area of aging well is um shockingly good so um but back to you wendy what gets you personally most excited these days what gets me excited is the fact that there are opportunities like river's edge out there that there are places that i would want to live in and there is a shift in thinking so I think that there's a wide range of opportunities out there that, you know, I'm looking forward to glowing older, Nancy. Um, (laughs) So that's what gets me excited. It's like, you know, I am, um, you know, 66, which I've said before. Now it it just rolls off my tongue. And I'm doing so many new and different things with Live Unlimited. And, you know, there's just lots of opportunities out there. So I think that's what gets me most excited that people are open-minded, that they're curious and they are looking for a a new platform on how to deliver wellness services in senior living. So that is what gets me most excited. And I love that. And you, you travel all over the world and you're on different boards and supporting different charitable efforts and you're, you're really the epitome of glowing older. So thank you so much for joining us today, Wendy. Thank you, Nancy. It's a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you for the opportunity. You've been listening to the glowing older podcast. 